absolute treat. Here we all are again, another week nearer our demise. How's everyone been? Mate, I, I just want to start off. I'm going to start off big. I'm going to come in with a bug of the week. As you, you may have, I may have sent you a picture, Chris. Gareth, you've seen it in person. Oh, your bug, yeah, your bug of the week is special, boy. Bug of the week is, is so good. We're talking red velvet cake and a, and a triple fudge chocolate cake <gasps> and a Ginster's pasty, all for the grand total of £1.35. Good one. Well, okay, oh, I went home and I smashed half a red velvet and I felt pride. <laughs> It was what, beautiful. What sort of timing so was this? As it, this was 20 minutes before we met Mr. Ian Smith last night. Oh, okay. I didn't get to bring it up. No, I mean, I mean, what time What time did you pick up the bugs? Oh, this is at like uh, four o'clock in the afternoon. That is impressive. See that? Yeah, he came into work. That is, that is astounding. Mm. Like a there dirty little that's, thief. That's the biggest <laughs> highlight of my week. Yeah. Like Two that. cakes. It was 60p. I'd, I'd, I'd struggle to match that, to be honest. I'm going to try it, but I'm going to struggle. Um, Gareth, ask me what I'm doing tomorrow. Um, what are you doing tomorrow, Narlin? No, Chris, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm, I'm taking <laughs> one and a half tonnes of scrap to the dump. Oh. <laughs> is this, I'm also is... committing identity fraud in order to dump it. Can't wait. That's pretty sexy. Is this, is this a, new, um, a new job? or just? No, this fun? is still my job as an international account manager. Um... You're wondering, I know what I did yesterday. The answer is gardening. I cut all the fawns back around the driveway and got rid of a rat's and a wasp nest. Um, oh, nice. And then tomorrow I'm off to the dump. Okay, good work. Good. All right, G-Fox, do you want to introduce this week's guest? Right then, I'm, I'm very excited to introduce tonight a good friend of mine who I've worked with and um, taken his comedy shows and stuff, worked in, in market research with him, worked a lot of years with him, and it is um, Mr. Luke Island. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hello, thank you, Gareth. That was, a, that was a very warm welcome, and you yeah. really kind of uh, talked about all our skills and our big jobs together there, all yeah. in one big sentence. Market research, life experience. <laughs> yes. He's just uh, he's made a joint LinkedIn account for you guys, he's just reading the main paragraph from that. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is. We go together, we go, we go together perfectly. I'm, I'm really thrown though, Luke, because you came on and I was like, oh my God, he's handsome, attractive, talented. How did you befriend homeless Santa? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I've got good lighting in this room today, and I've got I've got a lot of concealer on. Ah, <laughs> it's done the job. It's done um, the job. Well, the Santa, the, the, the Santa, the beautiful Santa, used to let me used to let me let me cash. There's <laughs> <laughs> a fine line between Santa and Rent Boy. I, I just... basically I buy friendships. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, um, I, I used to be better looking, especially in the uh, in, you know in the noughties. Uh, uh, Gareth couldn't resist slipping me twenty pounds here and there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gareth, Gareth has to pay for your friendship at bars to make him look cooler than he was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, we all worked this. Um, you might have heard about it before through Gareth's um, uh, memoirs. But was working for a most horrific job in market research, uh, basically phone monkey job. Um, yeah. And so the kind of the best part about it was meeting some fun, interesting people and. We all used to play football and, and lunchtime and, uh, yeah, and in the evening we pretty much spend our really pathetic wage, which is probably about 160 quid, in one night on alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the 150, yeah. 60 bar where so, uh, drinks were 160. You leave after three days going, Gareth, you know me 20 quid for next Friday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then, then we kind of developed this bond. And uh, we, had, we had some great times in Shoreditch, when Shoreditch was cool. Yes. 
Yes. I assume the bond was interest that Gareth has put on your <laughs> on your life. <laughs> yeah. Not interest on the money. <laughs> <laughs> My huge free and acting, uh, Gareth talks about market research and asking him for cash. Oh, yeah, that's true. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not huge, still. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's true. I was genuinely concerned you'd been abducted, so just... SOS wink us if it's all gone wrong, mm. Luke. All right, we we'll, just type it. We, in the we chat. can send people. Yeah, just type it in the chat. We 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 got people that can help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, um, every guest we got on, they talk about the favorite bars, the favorite clubs. Um, we've gone all the way from New Zealand to America to Norway to Spain to Belgium, and we've been all over the place. So we do your favorite pub last. So, uh, Mister Ireland, what would be your third favorite? Pub. It probably have to be um, the King's Head. Um, the reason being, it's my third favourite. I saw a lot of action there as a kid, and uh, I wasn't old enough to drink at the time. But um, my dad used to sneak me. There's paint the picture here. My dad used to sneak me a few little drinks uh, when I was, you know, I was a teenager. But um, it had a real character, and um, a few dodgies used to linger around. So I, I had a bit of a colourful childhood in this pub. And it became like a, a bit, a bit, a bit of part of my kind of childhood in the King's Head because we saw a lot of kind of uh, rock and roll stars. Um, Robert Plant um, drank. So we don't say the the King's Head in Crouch End, not that same. Uh, this one, sorry, no. the, King's, the King's Head was in uh, Fulham Palace Road in London. This was about. This was in. Uh, remember dates now. This was nineteen nineteen ninety three. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> He's got it. Fair play. I'm impressed by that. That was when you <laughs> yeah. born then, Nalid. Back in my no, day. Were you guys born then, no, by the way? No, not born. No. <laughs> I wasn't really, even thinking really. about being yeah. born. Yeah, I wasn't on the cards yet. Yeah, I was 13, <laughs> so I wasn't old enough to drink. But my dad loved to drink. Um, and so I had to play pool in there. And he used to, um, you know, kind of know everyone. He was a bit of a big deal. He, he was a musician. He played, like, uh, a lot of blues and rock and roll music. So he kind of he was quite well connected. But having seen this kind of, like, Robert Plant and these people, I don't know who he was then because I was too young. But... Um, but also, you got the a real kind of. It was a time in London where everyone had a nickname. There was a guy called uh, Mickey the Fish because he <laughs> because he sank a fish. He wasn't hard. He just stank. He was a fishmonger and he sank a fish. He said, "All right, son, do you want to get in pool?" And he just he just used to he used to shake my hand and it just my hand stank a fucking mackerel for a week. <laughs> Full of scales. Well, <laughs> well, come out a bit. Do some fucking yeah. crayfish tails. Don't tell you. Yeah, he's like he's like, <laughs> he's like oh. He's a good-looking boy. Does he want to make 20 quid? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of memories of that bar. And I remember um, there were some dark times, but some good times, but my dad was a bit of a, bit of a geezer. But, um, so we'd see people just literally just, just kind of lynched out. Just, uh, you see a guy just thrown over a bar or just once. Even I witnessed a guy getting thrown out the window, through the window. And then... Uh, what floor? Um, he, he, he kicked off with a couple of guys in there, but everyone knew everyone. And, oh, um, I don't know. I said, what floor? Oh, what floor? I was the first. What floor? I mean, what floor was interesting as well. I mean, both are. Maybe you might Probably stole fall. Mickey's fish. Daddy your fucking business, son. All right, you keep it of it. Yeah, exactly. Don't <laughs> ask. Yeah, it was the first floor, but um, it was through a window, and the window broke, so it was through the actual window. window. And, um, uh, yeah, he just, my dad was like, yeah, that... There we go. He's then the police came out and took him away, and that was it. Everyone went back to back to. So Norway. your dad lobbed someone out of a window. Oh no, we we were watching. 
he, he, he was nothing to do with When it. you start accusing <laughs> his dad of throwing people out of windows in Ireland, man. Well, no, no, no. I was just wondering, because it's like, that's that's fucking... I don't, is that hard as nails or just not giving a fuck about your own property? Yeah, my dad, he was hard as nails. He was a musician, so he kind of hung around with the, hang around with the riffraff and all the cool people, but he, he kind of didn't really get involved, but he was involved because he was mates with them. So uh, my stepmom my step would be like, maybe you should take Luke home now. I was with my brother. And, and, and I was like, no, I want to see this. He goes, no, they got to learn. <laughs> they got to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I was watching a man who's thrown through the window. And I was like, oh, that's, I said, Dad, is that normal? <laughs> I, goes, I, yeah. <laughs> I like to think that was your first impression on the pub as you was walking in, bloke yeah. through the window. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like Lockstock when he, uh, he, he sets light to that guy. With a, yeah. You got Mickey the Fish, Steve the Butcher, and Ian the Cunt. Stay away from him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, a lot of guys. My first introduction to, uh, to alcohol, pretty much, was in that pub. My dad was like, "Is it like his last orders?" He's like, "Finish this." So um, uh, <laughs> finish he, this. he basically just uh, I, I polish off a pint of tenants extra. Oh, tenants extra. Yeah, that's a good choice. A pint of tenants extra, and uh, I remember just like my eyes watering, and like I felt like I was gonna cry and vomit. So I downed it, and um, that <laughs> introduction to beer at 13 <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly it wasn't that bad paying a paying a bad picture oh no 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 i'm not judging there was, there, was, there was some fun times as well <laughs> tenants is a brave starting point as well i know it completely ruined the scottish yeah <laughs> <laughs> is it is is it still open the king's head you... uh no basically it was run by two irish guys um who were kind of connected to some dodgy goings on, and they got. I think they got sent down. I think they got sent down, and the kind of and the, and the pub shut down in the end. They got yeah, got taken over. Oh, I don't know what do, it is now. do you know what it went? What went down? I can tell you what went down. It was a fucking um, illegal fishmongers around the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there, there was a lovely story where, like, also my, my dad was a bit of a joker. So um, him and his mate called Doctor John, who was Scottish, and he was my adopted uncle. And it, whenever I saw him in a black eye, or like, a, or like a. <laughs> It's like, it's like a pub set in Trumpton. Mickey the Fish, Dr. John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking 1993, so everyone had nicknames. Now it's a bit it's a bit more kind of like, you know, uh, above board. But um, Dr. John, whenever you saw me, always the black eye in a story. And you're like, okay, great. What happened this time? And so um, him and my dad would drink all day, get, get on a session. And um, they met this kind of, um, this unassuming fellow who was an accountant, but they got him very drunk. And they managed to, trick him into thinking um, that he could sell his arm for nine grand. So basically, they got him really drunk, and they got the, they got the barmaid in on the joke, and they said to him, we need, we need your forearm for, some, for, a, for a surgery for a man, and we'll give you nine grand for it. And he was so convincing that the guy kept laughing, and after hours of them continuing with this, with this, with this kind of yeah. this, uh, this joke, uh, this prank, they took him into the bar. And the barmaid came over with a pen and her surgical gloves on. And she started making dots around his forearm. And she went, and she said, we're ready for you now, Mr. Island, to my dad. And they started leading him upstairs. <laughs> yeah, that's where, that's where Mickey the fish and a, and, a, and a cool box full of ice is just waiting for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And there was a guy upstairs going, uh, pretending to be a doctor. He goes, we're ready now, bring him in. And uh, it sounds a bit like Monty Python. And then the guy went, went nuts. He uh, punched my dad in the face and broke his glasses in two, and uh, just just lost, yeah, absolutely lost his shit and got, he got beaten up, beaten up and thrown out the king's head like the last guy out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I think he went out the door. 
But yeah, he was. Uh, it was a bit of a cruel prank, but quite. How far did your dad ever express how far they were going to take this? Um, yeah, but that was his humour. He, he kind of like he. he had no, a very but, but uh, at what humor, point but... was your dad going to go? Oh no, you've been punked. This no, no, no. At the end of the day, you're, you're nine yeah, grand down, but you've gained a forearm. First, you know, that's a, that's a fair trade. That's true, and it sounds like it's a it's a well functioning forearm as well because you've managed to break glasses with the yeah. punch. I mean, that's one fucking but, um, sobering Halloween for young Luke. There, right, my boy, sit down, open the box. What is it, Dad? It's a forearm. Now, <laughs> listen to this story, son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not now. He's got to learn. He's got to learn. He's 13 years old. He can learn that a forearm's worth nine grand. All right. This will pay for one year at uni, yeah. son. <laughs> no, exactly. I think, uh, yeah, I carried on that humour as a kid. And I, I, I can see why now I got punched in the face a few times with that kind of humour. <laughs> his, his wardrobe is just full of miscellaneous body parts. <laughs> Jeez. I love that. It puts lotion on the skin. Well, the king's head. I can't believe ten and super strength is behind that. Can you can you remember what else was there? Nick? Was it too too misty memory? Oh, man, yeah, it was Holston. The Holston pills was a favourite for everyone good beer, there. Good beer, which is pretty I gross. Like it. Uh, yeah, Tenant Super, Strongbow. No, 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 not Strongbow. It was a uh, Special Brew. Fuck off, not Crash Yeah, Special Brew. Fuck off, I didn't even know it came on time. This has to be the classiest place. Nasty stuff. That's why I think everyone went wow. loopy because of that. Wow. Special Brew was a horrible I drink. Did they pull that straight from the Thames? <laughs> just a, just a hose. Like, yeah. A bread hop. Special brew. That's a real alcoholic. Point. When you're drinking special brew, that's when you're a real alcoholic. And for the savvy alcoholic, Kestrel's 10p cheaper yeah. and a percentage more. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. That totally explains, justifies all the people getting lobbed out of windows. That's <laughs> fucking nuts. Wow. Fair play. I'm a big all fan right. of this pub. Like, I've always <laughs> wondered, like, like, you guys, was it... Because, like, nowadays, a lot of fruity ciders are ordered. I don't agree with it. I think it's wrong. They should be banned. But a lot of fruity ciders are ordered. And shots. Yeah. Were, were fruity ciders, I guess, are a modern fad. I'm guessing. Maybe even cider was a modern fad. Like, I can't imagine a pub like the King's Head having Strongbow on tap. Or, or would Special it brew. Have? Just, oh, yeah, just Special Brew. Yeah, yeah. There, there was no, yeah, there, there was, yeah. I think there was, I think there was one side. I don't know what the cider was, but, um, yeah, but it was, it was yeah, all nasty. One. It wasn't like a, oh, you could, there's a selection in the fridge behind us. It was like, it's either this on draft or it's nothing, mate. Yeah. Now, I mean, you saw the locals. I think most of the locals had pink noses and pink cheeks. And <laughs> <laughs> smell of shit. Ideal. They were there morning, morning, afternoon, and evening. They, they, that was like it was like cheers, but like in a really fucked up version. <laughs> <laughs> but when and when did shots come in? Like, because I can't imagine shots. Like I've asked like my parents, like, shots in pubs are like, nah, never happened. It's only a modern thing. Yeah, it's true. Cause I never saw my dad doing shots. Like in, when I was there, no, he didn't ever mm. do shots. In, in a pub, it, it, it always it was always just a pint. That was it. Well, it was a pint of special brew. See why? Fair play. I'm well impressed with that. <laughs> That's, <true. laughs> That's made my show. Okay, cool. So, uh, for favorite pub, the King's Head, Fulham Road. Consider it locked in. Um, so, what's our number two, Luke? Number two. Number two. I think number two has to be um, and. Uh, Gareth, Mr. Fox, you know this one. Yeah. It was a bar called uh, well, 172. <laughs> Our reaction's uh, all we needed from G Fox. This, this, yeah. Yeah, so this this was about, I'd say now, what was it? This was probably about, 
How many years ago was it? Going? It was probably 2006, probably 15. around then, was it? Early 2000s? Uh, yeah, about 15 years ago. Yeah. 15 years ago. 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, years ago. Um, but it, it was it was our favourite little little haunt after work because you went in there, it's 170 for anything you want. Well, not, not anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was 170 for Larry Garrett. I, I got reminded of something then. about this pub. You know, <laughs> I, was talk, I was talking to um, somebody about it, and they used to have porn in the toilets. Do you remember that, Luke? In, in yeah, vending machine. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. a vending machine? Was that also one pound seventy? We we never bought from there, darling. We're good boys. No, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah no, we, did, we were good lads. We didn't. What do, any, do you mean porn stuff? in a vending machine? What you put five quid in and a stripper just falls out? They what were do doing porn mags. Was it magazines, Gary? Yeah, I think it was DVDs. I think. Yeah. What was this? It's not six even that long ago, is it? Yeah, what road was it on, Gary? What road was it on? It was on the main one, just by the roundabout, by Old Street Roundabout. Yeah, like just opposite Road or something yeah. like that. What was it opposite? What was that place? The Foundry. So- so was that the Off big highlight? So everything was one pound seventy, and there was porn in the in the vending machine. No, I think I think the main thing was because we we were like um, just doing pretty shit job. We weren't on much money back then, so um, uh, like time times had changed massively. Yeah, <laughs> weren't on much money back then. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got um, terrabytes just, of porn on his hard drive now. It was a very edgy <laughs> pub, um, and and the, the the guy that ran it, who's a manager there, was this uh, this gay guy. Who was like Begbie? Who was the oh, there's, there's, there's no more violence in this story in this pub. But um, he was a fascinating guy because he was so polite. He was like, "All right, babes. All right, darling. How you doing?" And um, he was terrifying. He was he was kind of like head to toe in tattoos. He looked like you could smack your face, and he was like Begbie. And they go, "All right, babes. All right, lads." And he was so nice to us all. But he also he'd kind of have your back. I mean, mm. I think in the kind of pub we'd play pool. There's free pool. And um, old school, nice bit of uh, uh, scampi fries, all that, you know, mini cheddars, <laughs> yeah. all the all the good stuff. And uh, just you could get any any uh, any mixer, any 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 spirit, or any pint, or any IPA, one pound seventy. So that that was that was a winning thing. Mm. That's amazing. It was. It was good. It used to have chip, chip. What's it called on the floor? It used to have that dust on the floor. Chip, chip, chip. wood chip. Wood chip. That's it. What? Yeah. Yeah. Inside? Yeah. Why? Is it because people were chunning everywhere and then... <laughs> it was Begbie would just come over and cover it up. Yeah, just <laughs> like, <laughs> you just put another bag down and yeah, throughout the years the bag. floor got higher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think, was it was it pre-smoking ban then or was that it was it was ban? It was pre... We used to smoke in there. I don't know if it was pre yeah, or post, but... Does wood chip set a light? Sorry, you are going to say you used to smoke in a bar full of fucking combustible wood chips? <laughs> no, don't worry. Chris, the, the chan would keep it... would, would put it out. <laughs> Look at you youngsters in Cornwall. It's yeah. so damp, full of sick, that it would just put it out. The fire would be nulled instantly. It sounds like a fucking fever dream. Begbie was running a fucking tinderbox of a pub where everything was pound seventy. <laughs> Except the porn in the toilet, that was a bit more epic. Was the the porn straight porn? I can't remember because it was actually, this pub was on, you know when people came to visit London, if they were looking for gay bars, this would be on the list of gay bars to visit. And you'd get like people from all over the world who were coming to visit this bar, and they'd just be like, "Where the what the fuck is this? Because it was a really rough place. It was like, and then basically... Did it? What happened to it? Didn't it burn down, Luke, or something? Oh, what a surprise! 
I, th- I think it just closed down because the, I think it's because it, it, started, it, started, it, went, it went up to 180 and 190 because they're, they're obviously more money. Yeah. Uh, that sounds, uh, sounds priced out the clientele. Yeah, I think they just ran out of money because they were selling drinks to 170. But I think the reason why I liked it, it had so much character. Um, it, there was a fun night of the jukebox, and I like there was, was a really interesting mix of people. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the drinks were good for the price, you know, they weren't watered down anything like that. Yeah. And it's a little bit edgy. You kind of feel a little bit unsafe, but you're excited. Mm. <laughs> it That's was. So it, it's awesome. You just meet random weirdos. Tap in the toilet. Oh, so good. It was so good. Did, did we ever see Begbie kick in the ass? Kick. I saw Begbie. Uh, I saw he kick off once, and it, his eyes. He had those eyes where you know some people when they kind of like they talk to you, they, they don't they don't blink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they go, yeah, all right, yeah, mate. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. you, son, you probably want to drink up and fuck <laughs> off, mate. You know what I mean? Oh. And he, did, he doesn't flinch, and, he, and he's just terrifying. He's just—he he was sweating. I, I think he used to do crack cocaine in the toilets in between. <laughs> um, he was very pale and sweaty as well. Unless he was—I <laughs> am starting to think more and more it might have been a front. <laughs> One pound seventy a pint, even in two thousand six. I do not feel it was an economically viable model. <laughs> yeah, but I remember we, we had. Um, there was a, there was a time where it was just outside. I think I sat outside the one seventy bar and the, the crossroads foundry. And there's me, Gareth, uh, a few of our mates, um, one night on a Friday, and it was Chris Gareth. He was there. Yeah. Um, and a friend of ours, he had a broken leg at the time, and he's in plaster. We'd all sat outside, um, and you know, sure, just could be a little bit dodgy at times, anyway, especially back in our day. <laughs> and we were sat there. And uh, our, our friend Chris was kind of, I think he dropped, can we say this on this, on this, on this yeah, uh, podcast? I think he dropped something naughty, something he was lying there, and he was quite drunk. And then out of nowhere, this kind of terrifying man <laughs> with pale face, a pale face and really dark eyes, scars on his cheeks, was <laughs> staring at my mate Chris. And he started kind of quoting some devil worship stuff. He was this guy, I think he was, he was really on one. And... I, and he started getting aggressive with my friend with a broken leg. So I said, can you leave? So leave him alone. He's got a broken leg. We'll have a nice night. Can you just leave us alone? The next minute, he jumps on top of me <laughs> and bites my shoulder. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, true story. And uh, so he jumped at me. He put his teeth up. I had teeth marks in my shoulder. And knee-jerk reaction, like I've never been a hard man, but I was just like, I punched him straight in the face. Because <laughs> so, he was on me. I kind of went to get him off and I hit him. Because like, and I had blood, and uh, he was kind of like just gouged out my shoulder, and I was terrified. <laughs> I don't blame you. That's terrible. You basically got attacked by a fucking orc in Shoreditch, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking horror film. You could just hear the fucking wood chips rustling, and you're like, "What's that?" <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why fucking Begbie was always on a mad one. He was fucking keeping an eye. Yeah. He's there at closing time with a fucking crossbow on the top of the pub. Fuck off, you cunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the guy was so high on drugs, probably he pretty mistook me for like a, a pop tart. <laughs> I, I can't believe that shit. Yeah, that is. I didn't. That is a turn and a half. Gareth, what was but you, you doing? I was. I was. I was just hiding behind Luke. Any time any trouble happened, I'd be behind Luke hiding. Well, Gareth you, was looking for magazines and DVDs. I'm lending my books to girls. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Gareth's just there slipping twenty quid in his back pocket. Like, yeah, yeah, thanks. You can do it, Luke. You take the death for me. Yeah, yeah Gareth always do that. Gareth, like any bar, there's a few, you know, couple of nice girls come come with this after work. Gareth, out of nowhere, slips my book. <laughs> yeah, and he used to say. This is a great book. Yeah, and read then, this and book. And next minute, next minute, he's dating them. It is incredible. 
It was, wow. it was the old school probably, way of doing it. It's probably a spell book. The old school way of doing it. You give them a book, have a little chat, and then that's it. <laughs> hey, girls, this is a great book. Oh, it says it costs £1.70. It did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture book. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm... a picture book. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. God, I remember one night, actually, this pub, it was... It was really rough. I remember one night somebody stole a bicycle off the railings outside. Yeah. And then the kid came cycling past and one of the crazy guys just ran out, knocked the kid off the bike, and a load of people piled out and started kicking the shit out of him. It was it was that was the type uh, of part. Uh, uh, it was the sort thief of, or the guy that knocked off the thief? The guy the guy that stole the bike. He stole the bike off this young girl who was in the pub who was just sort of a nice young girl drinking in the pub and then a bike was nicked and, and then everybody everybody was just on the watch out and then it just all kicked oh, up they nice. all just that's went piling yeah, out yeah, yeah. we always, yeah, we always remember the bad stuff and there was, there was a lot of good times there was a lot, there was a yeah. lot of laughs there was a lot of uh, funny times mm. oh Gareth what's that is that man fat no that's a beer oh hold on oh, oh, right. careful. oh he's going to get, get raggy in a minute yeah I'm just going to get him grab another one <laughs> oh. yeah. is, that, is that neck oil beaver town <laughs> Right. Like me, he's gonna kick off if you're not careful. God, yeah, take a bite out of you. Oh, Jesus, God, that brought back memories. That place, God. Yeah. What do you mean, brought back memories? How can you forget the time your mate was bitten by a fucking mentalist? We we were out pretty much every night in that place. It was so cheap. We'd just be it'd just be one yeah. of those ones after work going, oh yeah, well, we'll I can't believe for one pound seventy. I. I... Oh, yeah. yeah, and I still had to borrow money. I still had to borrow money from Gareth after that. <laughs> <laughs> My twenty quid would go a long way in that bar. Yeah. They're probably out there going for his bloody Hep C test. Mm. Can't blame the man. Yeah, yeah. and this is the exactly. same Shoreditch. Because the Shoreditch yeah. me and Narlin know is a very different Shoreditch to the Shoreditch you gentlemen are painting. Yeah, it used to be a little bit ropey back then. I can see that. Is it's... it like what East London is now? I think it's got a bit more. People always say, "Oh, it's much cooler back in my day," but I don't know. It was just much rougher then. You had to kind of keep your bag next to your next to your your kind of your side the whole time. Your bag or coat, any bar you're around that area will be taken, be lifted pretty quickly. Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, I, I had many a coat and a bag pinched back those times. Fuck. Did you actively wear any nice clothes or just know that shit was going to get nicked? So you just wore. Uh, it was. I couldn't afford any nice clothes anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just shouted out the street, "Checks on you! I stole that top yeah. too." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my mum's shirt. <laughs> well, it looks nice. <laughs> that was the fashion back then, anyway, wasn't it? Remember that? Yeah, yeah that was kind of very much frilly shirts. We look like your mum's. <laughs> yeah, back in the cool days. <laughs> yeah, some pearls and some. Uh, well, yeah. anything that was worn by Penny Fox will pick up a high price. So. <laughs> oh, <I will. laughs> Penny Fox, this may. Penny, Penny Fox is my mum, folks. Just, just in case you're wondering who Penny Fox is. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. amazing Love woman. you. Love you, Penny Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mum. I'm sure she listens when I tell her about this thing. Yeah, well, there we go. The King's Head's in and then the 170 bar, which was opposite the foundry in the old, old East Lovely. Street. So we've come to the big boy. Pride and joy. The one that you've really got to sell to us, Luke. You've got to paint a picture as if we are there. And the last two you've done so well. What's our number okay, one? Okay, that sounds. I feel good to redeem myself because those two sound a little bit too violent and depressing. <laughs> <laughs> you speak for yourself. They sound fucking amazing. Yeah. Special broadcast yeah, yeah. of one seventy yeah. bites. Sign me up. Um, it, it's well, the pub. My favourite pub still. I go back there, and it's a lot of nostalgia, some great memories, and it's still a really good, really good bar, which is uh, Strong Rooms. Um, 
it's it's in uh, it's in it's in Old Street uh, near Shoreditch, and um, I used to hang out hang out there like we all did about cool, about fifteen years ago, and we'd walk in and the place is jukebox, it has like a free pool table, it's got a big bar upstairs, downstairs there's a dance floor, so if you want to carry on you can have a little dance later on, really good vibe, really a uh, bunch of lovely people, and it kind of um it kind of attracted. Um, a few celebrities there, not that we're there for that, but I remember um, every Friday we'd pop down there after work, play some pool when it stays on, and uh, just you just kind of got everyone, it's just like a little social hub, everyone kind of got together, you made some new friends every Friday, because you know how antisocial London can be, especially now with mm. our conditions, but um, it was a lovely little place, and I, I, I remember a very funny moment where I was playing pool with this guy, and uh, sorry to name drop now, but Liam Gallagher just walked in and everyone just got their phone everyone everyone got their phones out and started taking pictures of him and he was doing his kind of swagger walk. And uh, he's quite a little guy, but he makes up with it with his with his swagger. And then he goes in the toilet and he's in there for about twenty minutes and he comes out and he's like <laughs> just rubbing cocaine all over his nose. And um I was outside calling someone, probably Gareth asking for money. And uh <laughs> Gareth, I need more than 20 quid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Friday night. Liam Gallagher's here. We've got to yeah. up. But I was outside having a roll-up, and I was just on the phone, and then um, Liam Gallagher was just stood there smoking, just staring at me with his entourage. And I, being a nice guy, you know, he was definitely used to listen to Oasis and uh, Battle of the Bands, Blur and Oasis when I was a teenager. And I, I went, all right, Liam. And he went, fuck off, you lazy cunt. <laughs> 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 and I really didn't expect it. I was like, really expecting like a nod or like, oh, he's made you a fucking. He went, you fuck off and like you can't. I can't do his action. But I was, I was actually quite hurt, and uh, I was expecting a handshake. And I was on the phone. I said, mate, Liam Gallagher's just called me a lanky cunt, and he goes, but you are. And I was like, oh, thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> but you are. But that was funny. It really tickled me. He is actually. <laughs> <laughs> that that did tickle me. It's, it's, it's a great bar. Uh, strong rooms. Yeah. I mean, I'm still getting over, you said free pool. Yeah, it was free. You can play all night. This and, is what uh, I noticed. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of stories. Like, every place you mentioned, you always bring up the pool table. Uh, and oh, yeah. not, and you said is, that there's yeah. one at the King's Head. Are you like yeah. some, uh, you know, underdog pool champion because you've been playing since you was a child? To be honest, yeah, there's a misspent youth. My dad got me into it. Yeah, I used to play for a few leagues. I've got a few trophies actually on my wall up there. And, ah, there's um, a man that knows. Yeah, detective. Yeah, definitely got into Luke was uh, supposed to be in school this week. He's got to learn. Yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. To learn. yeah. It, it was going to be the next uh, next one here, Sutherland, but he lost. He lost his left arm. They cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> My dad grand. was just trying to take out the competition. I learned everything I need to know from this man. Ooh, your dad? No, Mickey. Mickey this. <laughs> Should the background we'll just lift up behind it. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's also uh, another story which um, I asked Gareth if I can tell the story. Um, it's the one involving the toilet, Gareth. Is that we'd have to tell that? Is is this still yeah, is this still in it. strong rooms? Yeah, still in strong rooms. All right. Was um, it? It was strong rooms, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it was a Friday night, and um, we were all kind of gearing up to go out for the night, maybe go to a party afterwards. And Gareth, uh, we got we got something. We got some naughty little. Yeah. We were young and stupid and had no idea what. So I said to Gareth, I was like, I'm going to the toilet. Uh, and I said, you can, you know, you can go after. He goes, no, I'll just go in now. I can't be asked. I said, no, <laughs> don't go in now because there's a 
six foot five bouncer there who's been staring at us all night. So I, I don't think he fancies us, but you know, he actually knows what's no good. So Gareth goes, ah, it's fine. I come in. And I was like, all right. So we go in this, this disabled loop. <laughs> and uh, we're in there for about, I don't know, about a minute. And then next minute, bang on the door, get the fuck out now. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so managed to put things in my stock and uh, get rid of things. And Gareth's like, what should we do? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And the door opens. The guy grabs me and is like, uh, I want to search you. I'm going to call the police right now. And so I kind of just whipped into some improv and I, I pretended that me and Gareth were in a gay relationship having a domestic. <laughs> yeah. So I, I said to the bouncer, I was like, get the fuck off me. I know my right. I'm just talking to my boyfriend. Now leave me alone. You can't touch me. Now fuck off. And, and he, he, he was dragging me into downstairs into the, uh, the office to call the police because he wanted to search me. And I was like, I know my right. You can't touch me. I've just been talking to my boyfriend. And Gareth goes, what are you doing? And I was like, Gareth, just go with it. <laughs> and, uh, I can't do the same. I made. I kicked off such a fuss, uh, saying that I was having an argument with my beautiful boyfriend, Father Christmas. Yeah. I uh, he let he let me go. He said, "You guys just leave," and we, we managed to to get out of there. Yeah. And with, con- with contraband in sock, and we went to the party yeah. afterwards. Contraband in the sock. Yes. Oh, just, everything's safe. <laughs> that's, that's great. So now you kids are learning about my yes, crazy they, youth. They are kids. If, if you are ever uh, caught in the toilet, uh, uh, just so you have a gay domestic. The popcorn <laughs> podcast. We care. But the funny thing was, the, the irony of it was, uh, Gareth was amazing that night. We went back to his. He ran a bar. I bet he was. Well, for 20 quid, he's a real <laughs> goer. Yeah, he bought the porn from the 170 bar back home. And yeah. He, got, he, got, oh. he found out his mum was in it. He bought, he bought, he bought Begbie. The uh, guy yeah. that <laughs> kept guard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never blinked once. <laughs> that's that's good. I, I, will, I will change names to protect the innocent because that that is genius. I think that's going to trump my story because that is. I'm I'm very impressed with that, Luke. Very fucking impressed. <laughs> I was. Thinking. I was. It's one of those things where I was about twenty twenty five and like. You know, I was pretty manic and uh, quick on my feet back then. I was just thinking about stuff to get out of trouble. But um, the guy was literally about to drag me and search me, and we were being done over and also out of pocket big time. And uh, I, was, I was quite impressed with performance because the looks I got in the bar, everyone was like, I never knew he was gay. <laughs> <laughs> and Gareth, Gareth was just holding onto my arm going, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Leave him alone. No. Yeah, but see, if you do that now, Luke, the, the, the critics will be more harsher because there's more nuance to being gay now. So they're just yeah. kind of taking notes. We're like, mm, mm, exactly. Okay. I mean, it's one of those things, you know. I don't condone it. I, um, I, I was thinking, my feet. I was in a dangerous situation with the law, and um, so <laughs> help me, God, I did what I had to do. <laughs> and I am a beautiful man, aren't I? I mean, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, you're not bad. You're not bad. I okay. think it was partly desire. You're Luke. just jealous that another man ate Luke before you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's Luke had just used the beer to entice me into the toilet, to be honest. I'm, oh, that's what I'm thinking happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine, mine ain't going to be as good, but the the quick thinking on the draw is, I feel, nonetheless impressive. Um, as we know, my neck of the woods, drink driving is quite a prevalent problem. Um, five and drive being the usual plan. Um, this person had had more than five. I would wager at least eight or ten. Ooh driving to go get some more because he'd run out <laughs> police come pull him over come up to the car you, you know uh, 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 fakes an asthma attack 
it's an hour and a half to the nearest hospital. The police have to act on the health before they can act on anything else. By the time they get him to the hospital and get him to get all his asthma stuff through, sobered up enough that the blood levels showed there was no alcohol in his system. Oh, that is genius. There you are. That's quite quite impressive. Actually, that works so well now, because with the NHS waiting times, you'd be there for three days before... Before yeah. you get any sort of thing done. So I said they go. couldn't they couldn't legally take him to the police station, they had to take him to, to care, they had to get him to the hospital and because it's the middle of Butterfuck Nola, as you can attest, darling. Um it yeah, was a man. good hour and a half um to get to the hospital. And yeah, by by the time they'd hooked him up and got um got the stuff into his lungs, he'd uh <laughs> it's sobered up enough to pass the breathalyzer. <laughs> That's genius. That's the way to do it. Fuck it out. All right, cool. So we've got our three pubs. So we've got the King's Head and Fulham Road. We've got the 170 bar Old Street and then also on Old Street, we've got Strong Rooms where um, you got called a lanky cunt by Liam Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so although you have many and you may have already told them, but what is your favourite pub story, pub encounter, something mad you've heard in the back of a pub, drinking experience, the maddest shit that's ever happened to you? Or someone you know. But judging by Although the entire fair, timeline, being, yeah, it's all been fucking gonna mental. Say, gonna say, being cannibalized <laughs> is, is pretty up there. I've kind of been telling stories the whole time with this, so I didn't. Sorry, I didn't realise that I was meant to. No, no, no worries, no, no, no worries. I mean, let's be fair. You, you haven't, you haven't I, disappointed. I do, I do love a tangent. <laughs> me, 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 so. me, me. They've <laughs> 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 been pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I uh, yeah definitely if you grew up with a with a dad who likes drinking it helps. Um, uh, it's in the archives. Yes. It's in the archives. Cool. When I was a boy, when I used to go out, um... <laughs> billiards was the game of choice. <laughs> billiards. <laughs> you, know, you never want to play him at pool. To be honest, he used to, he's got demon eyes because we used to have this guy we worked with who was horrible. He was a really nasty guy. Oh, cool. He used to come in and oh, don't mention names. <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> Fucking oh, hell. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and he was a really vicious, like, Northern Irish guy, angry, and he'd just come in. He always had a go at Luke. For some reason, Luke attracts trouble, because I think because he's tall, you know. Not anymore. When I was younger, I did. Yeah, you did. And you you still do. I mean, well, I don't know, actually. No, you don't now. Now you've got middle-aged like me. But And he used to come in, he'd just be, like, fucking Luke, fucking he'd just be winding Luke up all the time. And then Luke would just batter him on the pool you just see luke's eyes change what to two eight balls yeah <laughs> and he'd just clean up pool tables yeah he'd just be like i'll be like that yeah i've been in the toilet doing loads of- yeah no not really, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm ready now where Gareth ready. Is. Yeah. yeah yeah there's the other guy chalking up his cue and you're just doing yeah. the end of yours yeah i think i, I think also he, he was dealing with the rejection of me i just kept going in the toilet for the yeah, I didn't know he loved me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I've probably got one story in a, in a pub, actually. This is one of my fondest memories where, like, um, I first started kind of, like, hitting the circuit with uh, Danny. I was doing, like, a double act, very surreal physical comedy. And that's where Gareth used to do um, tech for us as well. And I went to the Half Moon pub in Herne Hill. I don't – it kind of closed down because of flooding years ago. But it was such a great venue. And we used to go there. Like, it's just got a fantastic open bar, like loads of great IPAs, uh, like whiskey and IPA. Um, loads, anything you can imagine is there. And one night was uh, brilliant because I was kind of like just dying on my ass in comedy for, for, for 
a long time. Me and my mate just weren't getting it right. Every, wrong venues or material wasn't good enough or whatever. Um, this one night, we kind of just really hit it off um, for some reason because we, we were massively heavy on tech. We probably had about 28, 28 sound cues on our, on our comedy <laughs> yeah. for 10 minutes of comedy. So um, basically, uh, we got our friend to tech tech for us, and she got it completely wrong. So she started from the end and went to the beginning. So it completely fucked us up, but it kind of made our comedy better. And um, it was a, a brilliant night. And I even got heckled by this girl because I had to put these beads on my friend, and I got to dress up as a woman at the end of the show. And this this really sweet girl in the front row, she's a student. She shouts out, "Anal beads." <laughs> <laughs> and it just went quiet. And there was like about good 50 people in the audience. It just went completely quiet. And I, I, then this creepy character, I just creeped off the stage and sat next to her. And I went, I just went, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and then it just kind of, it was just such a weird moment. Everyone just fucking just went fits of laughter. And we closed the show. And um, uh, these these lovely students were brilliant. They came up to us. We were in like dying on our ass for like so many gigs thinking that with with a shit this material is terrible and we got uh loads of drinks bought for us and it was a really fun night and i remember this one girl she said um tonight was brilliant it reminded me of um um ah fucking up gotten the quote now it's brilliant quote oh yeah it was something like uh salvador that's it sorry dramatic pause she said your sketch tonight remind me of salvador dali raping the stooges and i was like that's the best review i've ever heard in my life and i was like that's some papa comedy but she was so sincere and uh yeah it was a, it was a lot of uh, drinks bought and it was just to be appreciated as you will know like performers yourself so like some of you there as uh, was it chris you you're an actor yeah, I've done a bit of stand up, but when you've kind of like just really, you just hit, you just hit that moment when you go, this is why I'm doing it because I've been failing for so long. And that night and a half moon was just electric. And it, uh, after that, I think I started, in, I carried on for about another five or six years in comedy because it was that, it was that little kind of hmm. little light moment of the kind of ignition. I was like, yes. Can do it. That that's the shit. Uh, that's that's the shit there. Oh man, what's uh, the one where you were doing George Groats at a funeral? Oh, Jerry Groke. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I used to play a, a character uh, called Jerry Groke, who's from the Deep South, and it was I was twenty eight, and I think I was going for severe mental illness because this character was was, was not. I think I, I think I was basically just kind of uh, uh, excreting my depression and, and weirdness through this character. It was cathartic, and I should I should have just got, got got some therapy basically. And so this character, I used to kind of wear black up my eyes. Um, I had a moustache, and 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 I had like a dark, I had a Darth Vader mask, which would be plugged hypothetically in my anus. So I'll be I'll, I'll be breathing, I'll be breathing on my own anus, and I'll be like, and I'll be like, my name is Jerry Grope. Where I come from, strange things that happen. I, I know what you are thinking. What's a grown man doing? Stood on the stage, breathing out his own asshole. But where I come from, this is the norm. Stranger things happen. And uh, normally, it'd, it'd be like completely silent. There'd be one, there would be no laughing at all, or there'd be one person just losing it. And I, 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 I presented <laughs> at the BAFTA film night, not the BAFTA, but a BAFTA <laughs> film night, as Jerry Grove, um for my agent and. Uh, I didn't know it was an Irish audience, so they hated my my American accent in it. And I I had to present this for an hour, and I fucking died on my ass. And all I could hear was a child coughing, and someone and and someone text messaging on their iPhone. So all I could hear was <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> and I I, I I I really had that out about out body experience where because it was black tie event. I I I was looking down at myself on stage, going what. 
are you doing? What are you doing? It was I horrendous. Love, I love the dichotomy of the stories there. The first one of you loving loving feedback, loving comedy, and the second one. <laughs> 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 Yeah. So it sums up the career of an aspiring stand-up, those two stories, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it was so painful because it was in front of, like, agents, it was in front of my ex-girlfriend, it, it, it was in front of, uh, it was in front of my uh, actors, and and, uh, and it was just, I died, when you do bad comedy, literally, it's like you've got the plague, no one will talk to you, no one gives you eye contact, I, I, I got like, and, it, and this Irish guy came up to me afterwards, and he went, he went, I gotta say, Luke, you know, you're, you're a nice guy. You know, you're a nice guy. In in real life, you're quite funny, but on stage, you're not. <laughs> and I was like, thank you very much. Taxi! And then I got taxi, and I think I kind of hibernated for two days with alcohol, uh, and then I managed to kind of get some kind of pieces together and managed to show my face in public, because I was, my agent was like, what, what the fuck was that? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but um, wow. there we go. Things can't be that yeah. bad again. Uh, I'm just trying to picture the, the, the apparatus that you build to try and breathe from your own ass. I've got a picture I have to show you guys another time. I'll send it to you. Um, Please do. It was, uh, I, thought, I thought it was legendary. I thought this would be the next big thing, this character. I'll be the next Borat. But no, I was, uh, I was kicked to the curb. I, I, was, I, I was like Quasimodo running off to the, into the hills. Well, there we are. That. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit okay all right plot was he was the Toronto of the 170 yeah yeah all the trauma i uh i i developed that character from it coping mechanism <laughs> Well, the last thing to ask you, Luke, is we've got um, we got a bit of space um, in the last order in in our in our pub um, for a bar snack and your favourite drink ever. So no pressure. Um, as a tradition, we start with our bar snack, and it's not haughty talk. You sit down, easy cutlery. You're gonna have a meal. Nah, nah. This ain't tier two restrictions. This is. I'm pissed as fuck. I need a little leveler. Oh, I like it. I um, small plate. Uh, it's it's controversial because um, it stinks. I think I already mentioned it tonight, really. Um, fucking ruin your format. That's what I do. Um, basically, <laughs> it has to be scampi fries. I love it. That's the answer. I hope you were going to give, my friends. Oh, it's a taste. It's a taste of nostalgia for me, and and it stinks. No one talks to us like you stink. You have got no chance of like pulling a girl if you're a single man and whatever in a bar after this. But it's a risk. That, that you, I like them that much that you would actually eat them. They stink, but they're so good. And they, they, they... Did Mickey the, the Fish get you involved in scampi oh, yeah. fries? Yeah. <laughs> Mickey the Bring Fish you back memories. To, uh, tell me stories at night time and read me a book. Scampi fries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mickey. Every time you said a word correctly, you just pop one in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mickey the Fish, what, is that a prawn? No, that's not a prawn, Sam, that's my finger. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Cool. Scampi fries are behind the bar. Uh, now for the for the big one. What drink? Oh, the big one. Oh, it has to be the, the oh man. Special brew on tap. That would be a brave choice. Special brew on tap. I still don't think I've ever seen that shit. Oh man, mm. yeah, that was a rough pub. That was rough. I thought pub. it only existed in off license. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
I thought this is Change only reserved me. for street drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's because you were born before the in the nineties, late nineties. Uh, no one had disposable income to break their own infrastructure, <laughs> smashing people out of windows. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's got to be my. Uh, it's got to be whiskey. It has to be uh, uh, the Glenfiddich ten-year-old with Ooh, one ice cube. With nice. one ice cube, just keep it cool. And I sit there and I nurse that because I can't afford many. <laughs> <laughs> ten year old, and, uh, yeah, Glenn Phillip, ten year old, and mm. uh, loving life with my scampi. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if those two fit together so well. To be honest, I mean, yeah, yeah. scampi yeah. and whiskey. I know G Fox will have a fit, but the best thing about Weatherspoons in Scotland is the whiskey is suddenly affordable. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the only thing about that specific yeah, okay. thing. <laughs> so you think you should get another pint, and then you look, it's two fifty five for a single Glenn Phillip. You're like, you fucking what? Yeah, I'll have five of those, please. It's better it's when, you're, when you're performing and you get ten percent off at some of the bars. Yes, and then the whiskey becomes even more affordable. <laughs> yes, nice. it does. Cool. Well, there we go. So, uh, King's Head, one seventy bar, and strong rooms, and then behind the bar we got Scampi Fries, and we've got a Glenfiddich, ten years old. Before and the story of an aspirational comic. It's quite nice. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, right, man. Thank you, Luke. Cheers. Luke. Oh, thanks, guys. Luke, have you got anything you want to plug? Yeah, so um, start a night in, we're ending up as well in Shoreditch, in, uh, actually in Hoxton, um, which is um, Wingspan Comedy. It's a comedy at the Courtyard, um, oh, nice. Courtyard Theatre. I start running a, 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 an alternative comedy night there. We really kind of promote, um, we want kind of um, 50% female comedians, 50% men. We want some equality there. It's alternatives. We have clowning, um, stand-up. We have a mix of everything. It's a really great night. We've, we've done about three now, but it's, it, we've had some great kind of feedback and audiences. So hopefully we're going to start some uh, some more nights when this kind of lockdown eases up. Amazing. Well, there you go, everyone. Check it out. Comedy at the Courtyard. Thank you very much. Shall we? This week's guest, Mr. Luke Ireland, reminding us that if you are poor, you're not coming on this podcast. And, <laughs> and, if, and, if, and if you are, Paul Kings, feel free to email us to come in and have a chat on this podcast um, on um, podcrawlpubcast at gmail.com. Boys, we'll see you next week for another podcrawlpubcast. Cheers.